0: This Tweak of her fingers. It'd take more than a jerry bump to finish our Fred China shop. Fred nodded in silent agreement and sipped his tea. His real name was Fred Brown, but Ginny's dad had a penchant for giving people nicknames. Fred Brown had become Fred China shop in order to distinguish him from Fred Harper, also known as Fred Woolies, the manager of the Woolworth store situated a little further along the parade. I'm fine now, ducks. Fred raised the cup in a toast. Sweety, weaky and milky, just how I like it. It's all right now. Ida picked up a willow pattern plate, piled high with her latest attempt at baking. Nelson squares. Try one of these, Fred. She wafted the cakes under his nose. You need building up, love, you're all skin and bone. I won't say no. He took one and bit into it. Oh you're too good to me, Ida. I was just using up the crusts of bread and some dried fruit that had been on the shelf since last Christmas. My hubby doesn't have a sweet tooth, and I have to watch my figure. She beamed at him through the thick lenses of her horn-rimmed spectacles. You bachelors don't know how to look after yourselves properly. I don't know why you never got married, Fred. You must have been quite a good-looking fella years ago before you went bald and lost all your teeth. He swallowed the last morsel and took a mouthful of tea. I feel better now, Ida, Tar very much, but i best get back to my Emporium and see if there's any damage. The blast might have shattered what little stock I've got left. It's hard to get hold of decent crockery these days. He put his cup and saucer on the wooden bench and struggled to his feet, steadying himself with one hand on the wall. Thanks for the of Jinny. Any time, Fred? She stood aside to let him pass as he made his way out of the shelter. Ida rose to her feet. That man needs a wife. He lives on tea and toast. No wonder he hasn't got any stamina. My Norman is twice the man he is. He'll scoff this lot in one go. It's very kind of you to share them with us, Mrs. Richmond, Ginny said smiling. She was fond of Ida, who had always taken a motherly interest in the Travis family. With no children of her own to care for, and a husband who worked long hours on the railways, Ida had nothing to do other than clean her tiny apartment, and she was always popping downstairs with samples of her cooking. ''But you haven't tried them yet, love. Norman won't miss one more.'' Ginny shook her head. ''No, thanks. They look lovely, but it's nearly lunchtime, and I'll be in trouble if I don't eat everything on my plate. Mum will have been slaving away all morning to make something tasty out of next to nothing.'' ''You're a good girl, Ginny. It's a pity your flighty sister isn't a bit more like you.'' "'Shirley's all right, Mrs. Richmond. "'She's just high-spirited, that's all. "'And you're a very loyal, ducks. "'Ida stepped outside, squinting in the sunlight. "'Let's hope the war ends before you get called up "'or have to work in the munitions factory like your sister. "'How old are you now, dear? I'll lose track.' "'I'll be nineteen in August. "'At least you've got another year before you're called up. "'The war might be over by then, God willing.' Let's hope so, Mrs. Richmond. Your dad would be lost without you, Jinny. I don't know how he'd manage the shop if you weren't there to give him an hand. I enjoy it, Jinny said stoutly. Maybe it's not what I'd set my heart on when I was at school, but I've learned how to keep accounts, and I know almost as much about carpets and furniture as my dad. Ida patted her on the shoulder. You're a treasure. She ambled across the yard and let herself out into the service lane. TTFN, ducks! Ginny collected a dustpan and brush from the outside lavatory and hurried into the partitioned-off area at the back of the shop that served as an office. She'd not been lying to Ida when she said she enjoyed working for her father, but there was a part of her that wished he would allow her to enlist in one of the women's services and do her bit for her country. In a year's time, she would be conscripted anyway, or else she would have to do war work like Shirley but she did not relish the idea of slaving away in the munitions factory or volunteering as an ARP warden. Shaking the plaster dust from her dark blonde hair, Ginny brushed it back from her face and fastened it in a ponytail with a rubber band that she found in the bottom of one of the desk drawers along with a stick of sealing wax and an empty fisherman's friend tin. A stray strand tickled her nose and she secured it in place with the aid of a Kirby grip checking her reflection in the scrap of fly-spotted mirror balanced on a pile of account books.